Welcome to another episode of Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer. And this week, we're going to begin previewing the 2021 Mountain West football season. As I'll be joined on the podcast by Jeremy Moss. He's the managing editor of Mountain West Wire, MWWire.com. It's a great resource for Mountain West football and basketball fans. The college football season is less than two months away, and there are plenty of great storylines in the Mountain West, including an early season showdown between Boise State and UCF. That could set the narrative for whether the Mountain West or the AAC is the best group of five league in 2021. But as always, before we get started with today's episode, please give us an auto download on your podcast platform so you'll get future episodes automatically. Left Coast Sports is on basically all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, the free iHeartRadio app, YouTube, Spotify, just to name a few. You can leave a review as well. And while you're here and listening, if you wouldn't mind switching over to Twitter and following me there as well, at John Schaefer, J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R, at John Schaefer. So can the Mountain West get one of its programs to a New Year's Six Bowl game this year? Can San Jose State capture lightning in a bottle again following an undefeated regular season in 2020? Will San Diego State reemerge under second-year head coach Brady Hoke? Here's my conversation with Jeremy Moss. So, Jeremy, in your opinion, how important is this week one game between Boise State and UCF in terms of setting the narrative for which conference might have a better year between the Mountain West and the AAC? Well, it's huge. You saw the Twitter smack UCF fans talk like, oh, we're the best. We got all fake national titles and going undefeated and whatnot. It's it's going to be huge. Um, I don't think – I think either, both – one of the two teams, or maybe both will be tell, tell into the rankings or getting votes at least. I think both have that expectation. But it, you could be right, like whoever wins that game, it's like, well, that conference is better. And that clearly is probably going to set a big tone, even though you got Cincinnati who's better than both these teams, easily in my opinion. But yeah, whoever wins his first one will be probably the two best teams, or well, not two best teams, but top at a group of five top 10 teams. And it'll be huge for the conference because the American, wherever they play the Mountain West, they don't win. Cincinnati beat, loses to San Diego State. San Diego State goes to the Vegas Bowl, beats Houston. Hawaii wins games like the bowl season last year. Like, oh, they play SMU and some other teams, Tulane mm-hmm. or whatever. They keep beating them, but like, oh, it's not UCF. It's not Cincinnati. It's like, well, here's your chance. Even if a Boise State wins at UCF, it's a really challenging non-conference schedule. As you know, they've got BYU on it once again, as, as they typically do. And I think they'll play that game for a number of years moving forward. Oklahoma State is on their non-conference schedule. So even a UCF victory, how realistic is a double-digit win campaign out of the Broncos this year? I would say this. We look at who they play. It's going to be like, it's, you may think like just a freaking bold state, but anybody in their schedule, they can beat, but they're not going to beat everybody on their schedule. They have tough games. They go to Fresno State, which is a really good offense with Ronnie Rivers and Jay Kaner there. They host Nevada, which I think Nevada is the best in their conference. Going to BYU, it's always tricky. They have a new QB. They all have experience except for Jaron Conover. They have a couple other guys, Baylor Romney, uh, Jaron Host played a bit, but Oklahoma State at home. I still think that's a it's a decent chance they could get ten wins. But you're right, they host Oklahoma State, but they they don't have what's his name, uh, Chubba Hubbard from last year. They do pick up Utah State transfer Jalen Warren, um, Jalen Warren, who's pretty good, but who knows how much he'll play. But yeah, it is tricky. Like the road games, Fresno, they host Wyoming. I think Wyoming could be a challenge at defense. I still think it's a pretty good chance. I would like I said they could beat anybody, but clearly undefeated is very very difficult. But I could see – I wouldn't be shocked if they get nine wins, but I think ten double digits is a possibility. You mentioned Nevada, in your opinion, being maybe the best team in the Mountain West overall. Who do you think is the biggest challenger to Boise in the Mountain Division? It's Wyoming. It's not close to the Mountain Division. It's one of those years where finally the West is actually really good, and the Mountain mm-hmm. Division is, yeah, because Air Force will be challenging like they always are. 
CSU, I don't trust Todd Centennial quarterback, and they just want to run the ball, which they don't have a good run enough running back. Defense is good. Uh, but everybody else, like New Mexico is still building up. It's Utah State saving new coach, new quarterback, a lot of new players. But what I mean with their defense, uh, we all know that's always great, but they now have Sean Chambers, a quarterback. They might have the best running back of Xavier and Valade and Trey Hall. The offensive line's all back. Receivers, they're all new last year, but they're the biggest challenge. And that'll be, it could be like a couple of years ago when Josh Allen and them played where it came down to the wire. Let's talk about Nevada, though, in that West Division, what they have coming back. Carson Strong, a quarterback, had a huge year last year in that partial season. What do you like most about this team heading into 2021? And does it start with their quarterback, who's a potential pro prospect? Yeah, it's a passing game. Like, Romeo Dubs, like, just chuck him, chuck him the ball 50 yards. Not even shocking. They would be a good throw, but they had so many 50-yard passes. They had more than Jalen Waddle last year, 50-yard completions, and he played fewer games than the guy in the SEC who went out there. But it is a pass. They get Elijah Cooks back, who didn't even play last year. They have Toa Tau running the ball, defense with Don Peterson. But it's clearly the offense. The only concern I have, if you remember the Hawaii game last year, Hawaii's defensive coordinator said, no matter what, they're not going to go over the top on us. So we'll give, I think Carson Strong was like a pretty solid, like 16 or 18 or 24, but everything was like a 10 yard pass, a six yard pass, nothing down the field. They also have Cole Turner, who's automatic in the fade. It's the offense that's really good. Defense has some key pieces there, but. They're just going to outscore anybody they play, and the defense is top half to be good enough. But it's, it is um, Carson Strong. It will be. I saw one drafting like he's a normal quarterback. I'm like that's pretty extreme, but I could see him being a top five prospect to QB overall. But it, it's all the offense. Like they have so many different weapons. Like if you stop Dubs, okay, Elijah Cooks, okay, you have Cole Turner. Oh, you have Toa Tal in the backfield who can run the ball. Like there's so many options. It's not they're gonna. The Hawaii game was a re- weird exception. How they just able to keep everything in front of them. What about San Jose State? I mean, obviously, it would be very difficult to replicate the perfect regular season, but are they going to be a team that has staying power, in your opinion? I would like them to be, but it's still too early to tell, just because it's a one-year thing, essentially. Out of, like, look how bad they were. It's like a once-a-decade. David Fells back in um, with was it Ron McIntyre, 2012-2013. They ruined Fresno State's BCS chances. So they've had some success, but... I'm still waiting to see. I think what Nick Stark will do last year, he'll be pretty good. Lose Trey Walker off to what he NFL transfer one of the two. They do have like Tyler Devins who had a good yards per carry running the ball, but didn't have a ton of actual attempts. I think I don't think they're clear. Then if you like you said, it's probably not going to happen. But here's the thing: they go to Nevada, tough game. They got Fresno. They go they, San Diego State. They go to USC. They go to Hawaii. I still think like eight wins is a pretty good possibility. I don't think they're going to have a complete fall off. Like you'll look at their record in ten years and say they had undefeated year conference champion and bookend by like four win seasons or something. I think they have some staying power, but I don't think they're going to contend for the division. You know, I'm in San Diego and last year for San Diego state was a, a unique season, like a lot of seasons around division one college football, but you had the first year back for Brady Hoke. Uh, they were able to stay COVID free, relatively speaking. They played every single week. Uh, they played two games out of conference and overall they went four and four, but four and two in the league. So what are your expectations for Brady Hoke now in year two on the Mesa? Is Greg Bell going to be okay? Because that's a big thing. <laughs> that's like his first half last year. Those those jukes and runs versus Hawaii is amazing. Like we all know it's a running game for San Diego State. You're obviously familiar with and their defense. I'm just always concerned about the quarterback. The I know you don't take much from spring numbers, but or the spring game, but they weren't accurate. It's it's always to me it's a quarterback for them because Christian Chapman has somebody who's just about average or slightly above average, and they'll be fine. That And then also have a healthy running back, because if one of them goes down, like we saw last year, Greg Bell, that's why the second half wasn't as good, clearly, because he could barely play. They didn't have 
the depth they usually have. I still think they're going to be in the position to play very well and be in the West discussion if you think it's bounced their way because they host Nevada and host Fresno State, which is a big deal. I know host in what Carson, whatever, but not on the road. So and those will be easy, like easier home games essentially because you're not playing out their place. But I, I don't know, eight wins, nine wins, somewhere in that range. Like they'll probably, I think maybe be third in that division. Cause I think Fresno state's better than them. I'd say Nevada's better than them. There's just above Hawaii, I think. And San Jose state's probably similar, but that's where I kind of middle of the pack, but I wouldn't be shocked if they were to upset Fresno or Nevada. And staying with San Diego state, what impact do you think the new stadium in mission Valley is going to have on this program? Considering the fact that they've had this really good 10 year run playing in an antiquated stadium that used to house an NFL team. You're kind to say it's antiquated. It was a dump. <laughs> <laughs> Charm or whatever you want to call it for the uh, holiday bowl and the chargers and whatnot. Uh, it'll be great if it's right there on campus. Cause I not, I know it wasn't really close when they played over at Qualcomm or Jack Murphy, whatever it's called or was called at some point, the credit union stadium. It'd be great because it's like with Colorado state. You have people on campus can go to the games, walk to it. It's super easy and convenient. You, and also it's just for TV wise. It's like when you're in a 70,000 seat stadium, even if you put in a solid 30,000, it looks empty and it looks like, what is this? What's going on? It doesn't look visually appealing to people watching on TV because if kids want to go there, it's like there's nobody at the stadium, but there's no context saying it's a gigantic stadium, even though half full for a couple of games is probably on par, like as the top of the conference for who goes like for season tickets or ticket attendance per game. So that's always good. Looks even if what is it, 30,000, something like that? That's the max right now, 35? Yeah, it'll be the new stadium is going to be 35,000. Yeah, it's perfect. You fit in, even fit in like 27, 22. That doesn't look terrible on TV. That's a, it's a big deal when you're watching stuff. I know the fireworks show would bring in what 65 plus for that, for mm-hmm. those games when they play some random FCS team, but it's always good to have something close nearby. You don't have to just think of it the logistics. I'm a student, no car. I don't want to go football game. It's uh whatever. It's a mile, miles trek now. I could walk into my dorm or apartment and just hop into a game. All right, so you, you like Boise State in the mountain. You like Nevada in the West. Do you have a sleeper or two out of the Mountain West in 2021? Sleeper? There, it's, there's so, thing is, there's so many good teams. Like, I know everybody's coming back, which every team has everybody coming back, unless you're like BYU who lost a ton. Mm-hmm. But, like, Air Force has all those turnbacks returning, which could be interesting. But a sleeper? Um, I do like Calvin Turner at Hawaii, but I don't think that'll be, he won't be enough to get it done for, for them to win the whole thing. I would say I'd go with Wyoming as a sleeper team to win the whole thing, even though say they're second in the mountain divisions, like is that a sleeper? But if you put them in the West, like, I don't know if they can hang with Fresno or if, I mean, Nevada, obviously it'll be very difficult or even San Diego State. but I'll give you two. I'll give you one for each. I think Wyoming and then even Fresno State. No, actually I'll change the Fresno State. Wipe that. I'll go Fresno because of Jay Kanner, Ronnie Rivers and what they have and their young receivers. I'll go with Fresno State as a team that could, be that sleeper to win it all. What do you think about the possible expansion of the college football playoff? I think overall, clearly it's huge for the group of five because otherwise there really wasn't a seat at the table, but what does it specifically mean for the Mountain West? If this expansion occurs and they go from four teams to 12, I would say obviously there's more opportunity with Craig Thompson, finally doing something right. Being that, that whatever advisory group, whatever he probably pushed for that, but it's helps because if you're the best, uh, not even the best, like last year, the Pac-12 wouldn't have had a team even though last year was weird, or I think Oregon was the champion, like a 20 something. It's good. Cause you have more opportunities. It'll make the conference races better because if it's that six conference, like what if Clemson doesn't win the ACC, like the next team, maybe UNC is going to be up there this upcoming year. But what if there's like, there's just one super dominant team in that conference, like the PAC 12 could have that like last year they did. 
that would open a spot for one or maybe even two like American Mac or Mountain West type of school. So that's opportunity for another team. And look at last year with like Coastal, BYU, all of the close of uh, the cusp. If you get to a top 10, you're in. So there's that. But also what I do think is really not being stated a ton, or at least what I've been reading and looking at is non-conference games will be huge. Because remember in Boise State, their first year in the new New Year's Six stuff, they got in with two losses to Fiesta Bowl with Grant Hendrick at quarterback, you know, in Brian Harson's first year. Nothing amazing, but 10 to 2 year they go. I think they beat Arizona in that bowl game, I think it was. But this will get better games because if you're a big time school and and you go you want to play Hawaii, go to Hawaii or somewhere for recruiting, like San Diego, so good recruits, we'll have um, some SEC team go out there, a Big 12 team go play at San Diego State, do two for one or something. Better games because if they happen to lose that game, it's not the end of the world because the emphasis on your conference championship, it'll allow more fans to want to watch games longer in the season, even more so for the bigger ones because they're always ranked higher. But I think that's a big deal. New, not new, but better non-conference games where even if you're a loss within the Mountain West, it'll hurt more if you lose to whoever, U.S., Alabama, it's a pretty good group or power five team, Michigan or something, you still have a chance to get in just because if you win your league, that's all that matters. You have to climb up the rankings, obviously, get above usually the AAC. But I think non-conference games is huge. You'll get more of those. Then you'll have obviously just more chances to get into the playoff. That's the biggest deal. Like You you can be number 12 and be fine. Top 10 team is not unrealistic for some of these group of five schools. Just look at last year at Cincinnati, BYU Coastal, all hover in the top 12. Louisiana got up pretty high. So there's chances, even if you don't win your conference, which I think the better out of conference games will improve because I'm a giant team. Well, let's go play a decent team who's in the Mountain West or something. I think that mm-hmm. is a or even just in general, more big time games in college football overall, which will be fun to see. I don't want to see freaking lower level FCS playing a giant team. Like, I'm not going to watch that crap. Do you think playoff expansion could halt the potential of conference realignment, specifically among group of five programs? We've heard about Boise State's flirtation before with the AAC. I think it's been rumored that San Diego State would have interest potentially uh, in joining Boise State, although that's quieted a bit. Do you think the expansion maybe changes uh, the narrative that realignment is a requirement for some of these schools if they want to, you know, compete at the highest level? Here's what I'm thinking. It's like I'm here. What I know typically during the day, I work for a radio station covers BYU sports as part of it. We host our games and stuff. And their AD Tom Holmo said that he's I, he's not lying. Like we're always looking at something, but this year actually said something more substantive. Like we're gonna look at every single option because they don't have a good path to get there outside of more more opportunities and chances in their schedule. Not that it's overbearing, but it's fairly difficult. Like usually four or five power five teams. They got Boise State every year. They play some pretty good teams in the Mountain West typically every year, like Utah State has beaten them a few times. But I think for within the Mountain West, like go grab BYU because if you have BYU and Boise State, those are two biggest brands on the group of five. I don't care what you say about Cincinnati, UCF, or anything. They're the two biggest brands people want to watch. And you, and they're going to be a pretty good team because when they're in the Mountain West before, we know how they did, eight, nine, ten, they did, I believe uh, four seasons or three or four seasons of double-digit wins before they left for independence. And just go with the don't go with the conference or division. Just play out a pod system of some sort to get your two best teams. You have the two biggest brands. That's the one move that would make the most sense. But overall, there's not many teams out there that well. If we bring them in, it's going to help out. And the Boise the AAC thing is, I think it's dead because they don't want to bring on their volleyball swim team, soccer, wrestling to go to for Orlando, Green, Greensboro, Tulsa. You know what I mean? Dallas. They don't want to do that. So I think the Mountain West should. Who cares what BYU wants is bring them in, figure out the money stuff later because there'll be a lot more games, a lot more money and better games overall. And you'll have a leg up on the American because when BYU plays a schedule that's comparable like last year or even slightly better, they're going to be a pretty good team. 
You think if we fast forward to playoff expansion, if it is 12 teams and let's say it's three seasons from now, you think BYU will have a conference home or you think they'll stay with independence for the first couple of years, even in the expanded model? I think they want to wait a few years to see how it goes. Because let's say the playoff, they all that's been said is what, two seasons from now. So basically three years. That's mm-hmm. the first playoff. Their schedule, I was looking at their schedule recently. We're doing one of our previews because BYU's on a bunch of those games. So we look at that, discuss this a little bit. Their schedule's kind of set in the next couple of years, but I do think they'll want to probably give them at least minimum two years of the expansion era to see how it goes. So I'm saying minimum five years before anything even remotely serious happens. Like by 2030, that's a real possibility. I think that's uh, maybe not that far out, but that's a time frame. Like we're eight years away or something. Well, we're 2021, nine years, I'd say maybe seven years, 2027, there's something where possibly could happen. But I think they want to see how their chances go. Well, I'm excited for 2021. We're just two months away. July is here. we got college football and Mountain West football in just about eight or nine weeks. And Jeremy, I appreciate your time today. Thanks for doing it. Thanks a ton, man. It's always fun. Thanks again to Jeremy for joining us today. And again, if you are a fan of the Mountain West, make sure to bookmark MWWire.com. They've got the latest Mountain West football and basketball news and information for you. And the first Mountain West football game of the season, August 28th, Hawaii visits UCLA at the Rose Bowl. And that critical early season clash we were talking about between Boise State and UCF, that's slated for Thursday, September 2nd in Orlando. Also, this reminder, don't miss the best high school football games from this past season with Classic Game Time. Friday's on your view. That's Classic Game Time this summer, only on your view. If you have not already, please subscribe and auto-download future episodes on whichever podcast platform you're listening to this podcast on right now. Again, you can leave a review. And once again, you can switch over to Twitter and follow me there, at John Schaefer. J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. For previous episodes or more information about Left Coast Sports, you can visit yourview.com. That's why you are V-I-E-W.com. Thanks for listening as always. We'll catch up again next week right here on Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer.